Dum Dum Away! Zero, zero, one, one, zero, 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 one, zero, one, zero, one, 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 Welcome to Screen Review Time Warp. I'm Tyson. I'm Andrew. And I'm Zach. And this is where we talk about the past, present, and future of all things TV and movies. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's it. And uh, do you know what I've been thinking recently? Go on. I've been thinking, do you know what? What? Interstellar was just like so simple to understand (laughs) and like, you know, never had any issues about time dilation or, you know, crazy special and general relativity. So let's follow that up with an even simpler film to Mm, understand. Absolutely. Today we are talking about Tenet. Tenet is Christopher Nolan's new uh, movie. We in Australia, I believe we've got it released earlier than quite early actually most of the world i yeah. think we're allowed to go back to the cinema that's right so <laughs> which i will say was quite weird going back for the first time I it was a bit it. wasn't it i didn't feel oh, like I, loved I was it. so oh, no, happy yeah, to no, be no, back I, so was i um, i was great i was eating my popcorn and you bought me popcorn so you bought my tickets that's right it was great and it was there was a lot of people there as well yeah. like it was, yeah. not as much as i thought would be there true i thought it'd be packed but for, yeah, well, we it was an event screening, yeah. so it, it, it's not even officially released yet in Australia. Yeah. But oh, there you go. what they were showing, twenty sixth, twenty sixth. But all day, all they were showing was tenant, like every V Max, every like Gold Class or Premium Lounge, whatever nice. it's called in America or yeah, in other countries apart from Australia. Yeah, it was just yep. showing all day. Yes, and. uh it's um yep as we said just super simple to watch. He thought yeah. you know people <laughs> were um complaining that Interstellar was just you know it was a bit you know he started you know Inception was that easy to follow? Yep okay cool. Well let's go with Interstellar. How about that? You follow that one okay? Yeah. All right. Let's now really mess with your brain and bring yes. out Tenet. Yes. <laughs> um, it was look okay. Let's start. I think um what we'll preface this with saying as well. Obviously since we are. We have seen it. Ahead we'll, of the times. We're ahead of the times. Um, we do probably realise that we will do a, a spoiler-free section. Yep. Um, but we will very, very, very blatantly say spoiler-filled. Um, I'm sure yes. Tyson will maybe even stamp this in the description. Yep. Um, like the before and after, so you can listen to us talk about some other goodness later in the show. Um, well, but yeah, obviously, I, I would applaud yeah. you to not yes. listen to the spoiler. Let's put yes. a disclaimer out there right now. Mm-hmm. There will be spoilers in this episode. Yes. But we will give you yes. forewarning. Lots yes. of forewarning. You've been, you've been warned now. Yep. You're going to be warned yep. later. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to warn you again. That's right. And just if, because. If your <laughs> podcast player allows chapters, then I will uh, put in a chapter so you can just skip forward over all the spoilers if you want. Mm. Because after Tenet, we are going to talk about what happened in the DC fandom. Correct. The uh, event that occurred last yeah. night for us. Yeah. And uh, all the new trailers and news that got dropped. Mm. So, let's begin. Tenet, mm. if you had to give it a score from mm. 0 to 10 and you're mm-hmm. not allowed to use 7, yep. what would you give it? Go, Andrew. 9. Yeah, I'd give it a 9 as well. 9? Really? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. am also... I think I'll give it a 9 as well. Yes. I, 9 across the board. I still... Look, I have... Inception is... My favourite film of all time. Oh, like, is it actually? It is. Oh, I did not know this. It's, I absolutely love it and just mm. how it was crafted. and just Not the old magician one? What was his magician? Prestige. Just the press- oh, look, I love... Look, I've <laughs> stated this several times. Christopher Nolan could direct Grass Growing and I would go to watch it. Mm, yeah. I just love everything that comes out. Mm. Um, I still think Inception is his absolute uh Really? His like best. His, his magnum opus, if you will. I, I do think that, really? yeah. Really? Yeah. Top um, tier. Interesting. Top interesting. Tier. But that being said, like... Mm. Like, I mean, 
Inse- uh, Inception is brilliant. Interstellar is brilliant. The Dark Knight trilogy is brilliant. Tenet is brilliant. All oh. of his stuff is but Prestige is brilliant. Yeah, like they're no, all brilliant. Memento, but if I had to pick yeah. a top out of them, yeah, I'd Inception. put Inception higher than the others. Mm, yeah. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Inception. We're no, here no, to talk no. about Tenet. That's right. Um, no, I give it a nine as well. Yeah, yep. I think it was fan- solid nine. It was fantastic. The um, I could be pushed for a ten. No, so I, I, honestly, as could I, but yeah. I don't want to jump the shark too much because yeah. I feel like sometimes I've done that and I've later I've been like maybe I should give it a lot of score. But I think it's a fantastic film. Mm. It is. Um, I'm not going to say too much about why it's a fantastic film until we get into spoilers. But I think mm. um the way the movie kind of handles the way Christopher Nolan kind of writes characters yeah. and how he writes sequences and how he writes um, character development and everything like that. The movie really does kind of flip it on its head but then kind of flips it again. Like he, yeah. I feel like Christopher Nolan was very, very self-aware of how he has a very particular style of writing protagonists and writing setups and writing themes mm. um, and he did kind of flip it on the head but it's so perfectly linked to the plot of the film as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would just say the reason why it's a nine and not a ten is because there's parts of the movie where you're like, hmm, you're like, okay, I, I, I guess, like, I'm just, it's moving and I'm kind of following, but yeah. there is a moment, like in all good films, where everything snaps into place and you're like, yeah. yes, ah, oh, good, yeah. I, I see yeah. what you're, this, and you're like, oh, yep, this is good, oh, yep, this, oh, wow. Like, see, I almost feel that it does that twice. Um, yeah. But before that, let's let's backtrack a little bit. Mm. And just in case you were unaware, what is Tenet about? So Tenet... Should we read the synopsis from RMDB? Uh Yeah, all right. So just to be like... It just, says here... No. Um, sometimes I'm not super uh, loving these synopses. But uh, okay. anyway, armed with only one word, Tenet, and fighting for the survival of the entire world, a protagonist, capital P, journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. Now, that to me sounds mm. a bit like a spy movie. Mm-hmm. And that's it it's nothing about what this is. So basically, and you've seen, this is not giving anything away. It's in the trailers. There is something in this movie mm-hmm. that involves time flowing backwards. Yes. Or inversions they refer to it in the trailers. Yes. Yeah. And so that is the, the kind of, um, in the same way that with Inception, the whole shtick was, you know, being able to enter dreams. Mm. Um, the whole shtick with this movie is the ability to um, have time flow backwards. Yes. Now, I'm not a highly educated man. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm educated, but not as highly as you two. Mm. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. But what is inversion for the <sighs> simple mind? Okay. As so, you are the Tyson is the correct person to ask this question. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, um, as a man of physics, Tyson. <laughs> yep. So I do have a physics degree, and it and Flex. and I actually was thinking about this. Christopher Nolan is like one of my students that says, "What would happen if we did this?" And of course, the response is, "Well, that's not possible." And then I feel like he's going, "Okay, but let's just assume it is. What would happen?" Mm. Like, well, okay, well, I guess if we if we overcome this hurdle, and he does kind of do that, and. He kind of goes, let's just assume that you can do this. What happens? And the basic premise, so the entropy, which is, a, which is the um, overall state of disorder of something, always increases. That's like a law of the universe. Things always go from more ordered to less ordered. And the premise in this is that something, there is some uh, device, some piece of technology that allows something to um, have its entropy run in the opposite direction. So it becomes more ordered. And the way that this kind of uh, plays out is that you, 
experience time flowing in the opposite direction. Mm. Um, and this it then also mentions something called Feynman diagrams, which is or Feynman particles, but uh, diagrams I think is more correct. And it's the idea that there are, and this is a this is a real thing that with certain fundamental particles they experience the flow of time in reverse. Huh. And I do not have as this high enough level of knowledge to really kind of break it down. But basically the, the point is that um, Christopher Nolan isn't really talking about 100% fantasy here. In the same way that with Interstellar, he wasn't talking about 100% fantasy. He's taken actual real physics concepts and he's kind of gone oh, what would happen if we could kind of expand that and take it mm. to more than just, you know, a um, anti-neutrino that run mm. that experiences time flowing backwards? Or what if we could say a whole person and all of their particles could experience time flowing in the opposite direction? Mm. How would that work? Mm. Um, and so as a, as a result, you've got these events that... And so this isn't... I don't think this is, this is a spoiler, but basically for probably the first third, maybe half of the movie everything's flowing in regular time. It's so everything's flowing forwards and then, but there has been certain hints and elements that time can run backwards for certain things. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then about half a third of the way through, suddenly there's a gear change where our protagonists actually enter this, not entirely, but then what that kind of means. Um, which I really, I think this really highlights a strength of Christopher Nolan. Is mm. Not only is his directing brilliant, I think his story writing is brilliant because he's taken a story and he's, he's been able to go, all right, for the first third, and I'm not going to lie, for the first third of this movie or up until this kind of first gear change, mm. I was a bit kind of like, okay, mm. things are happening, I guess. No, and it was correct. kind of event, event, mm -hmm. someone, new character gets introduced, event, event, mm -hmm. and I was like, okay. And when they're introduced, is... they're just, intru like, they're not even like, hello, this is this person. They're just kind of like, oh, yep, okay, yeah, we're here, just, we're here. Yeah. yeah. yeah story's moving. And yeah. it just kind of is happening and happening and happening. And then all of a sudden, there's this, like, gear change, and suddenly everything just starts slotting into place and mm. you're just like, Oh, how did I not see that? Oh, before? Yeah. oh. <laughs> I I said this on the on the way out last night when we watched this. I feel like they should have sold tickets to Tenet as a double, as in you had to buy two tickets to Tenet, and you would watch it, and then you'd immediately just rewatch it again yeah. straight away to just see how it all kind of lined up. Um, but enough about me. Mm. What do you guys think? I just want to touch on the performances because mm -hmm. I think they're. Fantastic, and we can obviously talk about the performances without being too spoilerific. Um, John David Washington is the Amazing. protagonist here. Fantastic, he had he really balanced the kind of he had that kind of Ron Stallworth kind of swagger about him. There's mm. a couple of scenes where he's having fun with it and he's playing, but then also being serious in this kind of world of espionage. Yeah, um, Robert Pattinson, my boy, oh, oh fantastic, so fantastic, charming. Just devil, just a and very subtle, and when he needed to be as well, like mm. just a fantastic performance. And um, you've also got Elizabeth Debicki, um, Australian represent. Um, she was fantastic, and yeah. we'll go into her and, and so tall, very tall. So she tall. is so tall. <laughs> we'll go into more about her because she is a very pivotal role of the plot. Yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson's great. Kenneth Branagh is just a menacing villain. Yes, he was. He was genuinely scary. Mm. But also the music by Ludwig oh, Garrison. It was awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. Like just 
it was a hard order, kind of, I would say, replacing Hans, because obviously Hans Zimmer, mm. who's collaborated with Nolan for ages, yeah. is doing June this year, and that was yep. his passion project. Yeah. Um, but Ludwig came in and just smashed out the park, just Yeah, great. very much hit that niche that Hans oh, yeah. Zimmer has of... I think this I liked it because it was different it compared was, to yeah, the yeah. other yeah. movies that he's done. Yeah, yeah that's true, actually. Different yeah. in style to Zimmer's as well. It was a very distinct... But very much a, a part of the storytelling, not mm. just something that scores underneath it. Yes. And, you know, that's it. It was very well integrated. Yeah, yeah. Very, very well done. Andrew? Is there anything before we tell? Because it's hard to talk about this. It's hard to talk about It really is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think just the movie as a whole, like you said, Tyson, you just you, you can't watch it once. You're definitely going to yeah. need to watch it twice. And I, you know, I just I can't rave about this movie enough. I just I just need to get into spoilers because you just can't sit here and just be like, oh yes, da 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 da. da. I need to get into it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. Um, I just realised that when you actually asked me about this, oh no, I did. I was going to say that I didn't fully explain this inversion thing, but mm. yeah, I did. So essentially, these turn a whole person into the ability to run backwards through time. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Mm. So, I mean, l- last couple of things. The Obviously, Christopher Nolan's directing is phenomenal. Mm. The uh, What did you think about the cinematography? I, I thought, loved it. Yeah. Mm. I thought Hoyt Van Hoytmar. So, he's been um, Nolan's DOP since Interstellar because yep. his former DOP, Wally Fistafies, I can't pronounce his last name, he did that movie Transcendence. Um, which with Johnny Depp wasn't very good. Um, oh, yes, yeah. But I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great. I think he shot... This was his first movie he shot entirely on IMAX oh, the, entire, wow. the entire way through. Really? And it showed because it just looks amazing. I loved mm-hmm. it. I thought particularly towards the end of the film, the film kind of really balanced this kind of subversion of Christopher Nolan and of, of how Christopher Nolan kind of writes a movie, but mm-hmm. also just still being an accessible, fun sci-fi yeah. yeah, think piece or action movie as well because it yeah. definitely has more DNA of like in, in Inception than it would Interstellar. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is still that kind of, you know, it is really his espionage film. Like yes. it's his yeah. espionage spy thriller. Yeah. So no, I loved it. I have yeah. no complaints. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, okay. there's, the, there's no complaints here for me. No. Okay. The, re- the reason I bring it up is not because I thought it was bad. It's just mm. that like I think of like Inception had such a very unique um, cinemat- cinematographic cinematograph anyway <laughs> it looked really good the way it yeah. was shot um, and Interstellar as well had the, and again I'm, as I said I'm not I don't think it's bad mm. but it just seemed a bit more bit more standard but I guess it, now that you mention it Zach the fact that it's supposed to be this kind of espionage film mm. we expect a certain style from that mm. and I think he did he hit that but also didn't keep it really standard either no, I um, also think again, like the story is really the big focus here. Yeah, but I feel like he's really, particularly with the protagonist John David Washington, there's a huge focus on the protagonist, how he is essentially us as the audience. Which, just quickly, that's the character's name. We're not yeah. like being vague no. here. His yeah. name is actually the protagonist. No, yeah. and John um, David, yeah, yeah, is called the protagonist. And I, you know, we'll get more into this in the spoilers, but. He really is a vehicle for us more so than any other films yeah, and how yeah. we experience certain characters and how we build relationships and how that kind of ties everything together at yeah. the end. It was fantastic. I, yeah. I loved it. I also want to, um, again, I just want to shout out again, like Christopher Nolan's direction. Mm. I was thinking, um, okay, again, without spoilers, some of the scenes towards the end of the movie 
that just would have been just even just the choreography of that many yes. people oh, yeah. <laughs> um, behaving in these ways was just like, and just the ability to like picture all of this in your head. Mm. And you know what? I'll just, I'm, I'm going to put a pin in that thought because it's yes. really hard to talk about this <laughs> without, without spoilers. So classic Nolan, everything being practical as well. Yes. Yeah. Probably has the, his, maybe his most use of CGI. Um, probably like just thinking about it, but yes. still, this movie. Oh, some of the set pieces are just insane. Yeah, but should we head into spoilers? Yeah, I was gonna say, is there anything else we want to say before head into spoilers? Um, all right. If you have not seen Tenet, mm. I'm giving you a long period of time right now mm. to move the the chapter ahead, to skip ahead, to, to put pause, pause yeah. whatever. We are going to start spoiling the movie, or not spoiling, per se. we're going to be st- talking about things that are revealed mm-hmm. or that, you know, aren't talked about in the trailer. Okay, you've had enough time. So, <laughs> Spoilers. Getting back to my original point, mm. um, just the choreography of dealing with that many people, some of whom are moving forwards in time, some of whom are moving backwards in time, mm. and actually having it all sync up in a way that is logical. Yeah. Like, as I said, like, not to like blow my horn, but I've like I have a physics degree, and I was sitting there going, my brain hurts thinking about <laughs> this. This was really difficult, and he yeah. not only had to like direct it all, but he came up with the whole thing yeah. and then made it logical and cohesive. Like, mm. oh my goodness, this is like again. You think Interstellar was something to keep track of? You think Inception was that was nothing. That no. was like. Super clear and simple yeah. compared to this. That's, it was oh, that's why I incredible. turned to both of you at the end and said, "So is he actually a, like a physics professor or has degrees <laughs> yeah. in anything? Because this man is a genius." He is. It was so impressive, and yeah. again, like it wasn't just the whole oh, this. Let's just you know come up with something and you know see where we go with it. Yeah, this was like totally legit. Like it yeah. made sense. He's not. He's not that directed that throws the physics book out the window. Yeah. He actually makes it part of the show and makes it work to the point yeah. where you're like, yeah, that's legit. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> to, Impressive. Um, to so- circle back to the start of the film. Yeah, let's go back. So, yes. um, yeah. so obviously we are, the first half of this movie very purposely is, it's just all happening. Or it's all happening. Yeah. It's extremely yeah. purposeful because mm. you, if you if you are listening to the spoiler thoughts and you haven't seen the movie yet for whatever reason you're crazy, but if you're <laughs> when you watch the first half of this movie, you you kind of are in a period of time like okay this is kind of moving along without me everything is happening everything yeah. is set we are yeah it's very given. fast paced like to the point where like I remember saying to you guys I was just like I just wish I knew more about what was going on mm. at the start like about the time travel and. Yeah, the, the reverse time and everything like yeah. that to yeah. the point where the movie was moving too rapidly for me. I was just like, ah, yeah. I don't know what that. But there's all, going on. Yeah. obviously a particular <laughs> reason to all of this. Yeah, of course, um, there, there is. Yeah. So essentially, to start the, so we just have some context. We're just literally introduced to the protagonist at the very start of the movie. Mm-hmm. We're yep. giving no backstory to him whatsoever. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, we actually don't find out anything, anything. about him, no. which I'll circle back to. Yeah. Um, but essentially, this. Um, the protagonist, he goes on this mission, this covert mission to extract a target, goes wrong, gets tortured. He essentially bites a pill to commit suicide. Um, and then he gets, he wakes up. The pill didn't kill him. And yeah. this agency um, wants him to do a particular job. They want him to um, get close with a certain arms dealer who has the ability to invert his yeah. 
this particular arms dealer, which is Kenneth Branagh, he has the ability to... Invert objects. Invert objects, which is how he's been able to amass this big oil kind of monopoly. Yeah, he's just... He's untouchable. He's untouchable. With all the money that he has. Um, What I love about this is because you look back at every Christopher Nolan movie, minus probably Dunkirk, because Dunkirk doesn't have a main character Mm. or, you know, a main male kind of protagonist, per se. Um, In each Christopher Nolan movie, the protagonist has some sort of baggage. They have a past or they have trauma that they're dealing with. And this trauma is what driving them throughout the entire movie. So in Inception, Cobb is, you know, he has this baggage of his kids. He can't see his kids. And the Mm. entire movie, all that's motivating him throughout this movie is he wants to get back to his kids. Right. Um, You look at the Batman films, um, Bruce Bruce, or more so in the dark Knight. what Bruce wants to do is he wants to, eradicate Joker because he wants to retire Batman so he can go to Rachel and he can live his life. That's what is holding him back essentially. This movie the development of the protagonist and even his intentions are actually revealed at the very Very, final shot of the movie because the end of the movie is essentially the beginning of the protagonist's journey. Yeah. And we'll explain more about that, yep. obviously, in this discussion. Yeah. But that's... And I just thought that was fascinating because... Your head and just hurt. for the record, <laughs> it, this is not in a, like, memento kind of way where no. the end is the beginning. It's no. like... Yeah. yeah. It's just because of how inversion kind of works. Mm. It's just... Yeah. We, we which, promise your head will hurt. And yeah. I just I just think it's fantastic because this whole... The first half of the movie, I'm like, wow, we... This is not very... This isn't... This is, like, the most... Like, Christopher Nolan is knowingly not writing a protagonist to have a character arc. I'm like, this is fascinating because we don't know where he's from, mm. what his motivations are. He's just told to go, you're doing this now. Yeah. And even when we get introduced to characters, so like Robert Pattinson, when he comes in, he just kind of sits down and he's there. And he's he's like, just he's just there, yeah. He's just there. He's like, oh, yep, hello. And John David Washington's like, who the hell are you? And, yeah. yeah. And he, Robert Pattinson's like, oh, I'm here to help you out with... Yeah, uh, I, I got told to come. Yeah, I got you. told to come yeah. here. Um, Just fantastic. And again, there's a, a, a part in the middle of the movie where it, it just clicks everything comes back around and you're like, okay, so Christopher Nolan has essentially just flipped how he writes characters on his head. Yeah. Because you do get that character development revealed. It's just at the very end because as the protagonist throughout the movie, he's building this relationship with Kat. So um, Elizabeth Debicki, Mm. who's Kenneth Brenner's kind of extremely estranged wife. Yeah, extremely estranged. No, extremely estranged. (laughs) So John, the protagonist is using her to get close to him. She's an art dealer and there's this picture, which is a fake, essentially. Mm. Um, she has a son and the son is what is keeping her with Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Because Kenneth the, Branagh the says, you, yeah, he says, you won't see your son ever again if you leave me. So she essentially is being held hostage by him, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and as the movie progresses, you there's this relationship that's built probably between you and Elizabeth Debicki because you see what she goes through. There's some mm. fairly intense scenes. You see kind of the horrors that she deals with, what she has to go through, and you understand that she just wants to live her life with her son. Mm. And you find out at the very end that what is motivating John David Washington is he kind of cares for this person. Yeah. But he only cares for her at the end of the film, mm. which... Yeah. Doesn't make sense now that I'm saying it, but once we explain how the inversion works, yeah, it it yeah again. That's oh, my. Man. I just thought that was like hat off to Nolan for kind of yeah, f- literally subverting but flipping how he writes characters on his head. I thought that was just fantastic. Yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah, I didn't actually even realize that until you just spelt it out for me. I'm like, you're right. He's deliberately left completely kind of blank as mm. this as a as a st- um a character that we can then 
uh, fill in the blanks for. Yep. Mm. And yeah, there's there's actually very little revealed about him, and I was I'm completely okay with that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Or again, once once the end happens, it kind of all everything kind of clicks. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Just, yeah. How do we go about explaining how this goes next? Oh my! God. <laughs> I, the thing, and I've mentioned this already, but the thing I just love is, yeah, as as I said, wasn't super loving it. Not that it wasn't super loving it. But I was just kind of like, this is an odd tack for um, Nolan. Mm. And then the then when we finally um, find they out. actually go through their first lot of inversion, mm. and you see all that, and you just you just. And then you start realizing what's happening mm. and you're suddenly just like, holy moly, like this is next level kind of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Because really like the amount of time that has passed is really done with within the first like third of the movie. Yep. You yeah. don't really go any further into the future after that. No. no. You just come back again and move forward and then yeah. back again. And mm. it's... So essentially, what happens? There's this device, which well, should we talk about the antagonist's motivation? Mm. So the the antagonist, Michael Caine, comes in the yeah. tangerine. He comes in <laughs> and just gives the size of a tangerine. Yeah. He John Tevitt Washington meets up with him and essentially says, during the Cold War, there was a bunch of these villages which were evacuated quotation yeah. marks yeah. because of nuclear radiation and whatnot. Yeah. We find out that Kenneth Branagh lived in one of these abandoned kind of villages. Mm. He went back and his first contract was to get um, some plutonium, which was worth a lot yeah. of money. A lot of money. It's through that this radiation and this plutonium, which Cause he... Because essentially, he, the, all they know is that he there was, there was an explosion. Mm-hmm. He goes in, mm-hmm. which was his old town where he grew up, mm-hmm. and he comes out like stupidly loaded. Yes. And then, and then he starts like doing all these kind of... Not odd things, but like things that don't super add up and then just kind of like, mm, why? Mm. Go on, sorry. He essentially what, because of the radiation, because he was in the town and he's been constantly around it, mm. there's essentially, um, there's a certain device and a certain kind of machine that he's built, which allows him to invert. Am I, is that correct? Am well, I on I, the same I path? Or how did you read it? it? I didn't think that he built it. I thought the, in. well, sorry, he might have built it, but mm-hmm. he didn't invent it. He yeah. So the first thing he comes across is this capsule mm. and he cracks it open and instead of finding like, you know, fissile material in there, he finds a bunch of gold bars yeah. and a bunch of laminated sheets. Yeah. From the future? Is that yeah. yeah. And, the, yeah, yeah, and the, right. yeah. what's, what's uh, implied is that these devices are inverted. So mm-hmm. they get buried and they travel backwards in time mm. and they relay this information to him. Mm-hmm. But the first one was just kind of like whoever finds this, like... This is the deal. Mm-hmm. So um, that's right. Cause there was a bunch of papers yeah. and stuff. Like so that. Kenneth yeah. Branagh kills the other person who's with him, so that the secret is is not, his. Yeah, is there, and um, that basically then becomes his key. Is he's trying to then um, as- mm. to essentially do the bidding of these people from the future, and the reason is um, because obviously there is some the ability to uh, do all this. This algorithm was made by this person, and then what she did is she sent it back in time in nine different pieces mm. and killed herself so that she the, wouldn't be forced the, to do it again. Yeah, so because the idea is that these people in the future want to destroy the, the people from the past, 
which mm. then brings in this whole idea they call it the grandfather paradox, which is if you go back in time and kill your grandfather, do you cease to exist? Do you cease to exist? Mm. Like, how does that occur? Because if your grandfather was dead before you were born, how mm-hmm. do you then go back to kill your grandfather? Yeah. And the there is no answer, just no. for anyone who's thinking about that in yeah. their head. There is no answer to this. It's a paradox. And so the idea is if they, you know, come back and destroy the past, won't that mean they destroy their future? Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like, it doesn't matter what will actually happen because they're still trying to do it. That's right. And it's like they rub a patent that says, but they can come back in the past. They can beat yeah. up granddad. They can... Kick you know, him down the stairs. They can kick him down the stairs. Pull his teeth out. That's yeah. right. Yeah, the, yeah. I liked how she described about this scientist from the future saying, whoever it was that created the Manhattan Project mm. in our time, that's what Hot she was yeah. in their time. Correct, correct. And, yeah. she, and that's like his biggest regret and it's her biggest regret. That's mm. why she broke it apart, sent it back in time, killed herself yeah, so that no one else could have this technology. Yeah. And the reason that they wanted to destroy the past was because... Oceans were drying up, rivers were drying up, there was mm-hmm. no food, there was famine, all of this stuff's happening in the future. Yeah. So they wanted to try and, I don't know, rectify it? Because yeah. apparently we stuffed it up for the future. Yeah. Oh, that's, see, I, that's I what, must have mi- glossed over that bit. I didn't. I don't remember I that messaging at all. That's what he was saying to, spoilers, that's what he was saying to him on the radio when, you know, in the final bit where he couldn't get through the gate to stop. That's right. Yeah, he, he was kept saying, on like, saying that he was this, a- this is why I'm doing it, because he's like, why are you doing it for these people? It's like, because in the future, they've got nothing. So that's why they want to destroy the past. Mm. Uh, okay. What happens is John David Washington then he's sent to essentially get this plutonium, which is what Kenneth Brennan's using yeah. to communicate with. Well, it's not plutonium. That's the thing. Well, that that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, that he's told it's plutonium, so he he goes to go get it off of him. It goes awry because oh, well awry, well awry <laughs> because Elizabeth Debicki is kind of caught in the middle of this because. John David, the protagonist, is kind of unsuccessfully using her to get to him. I think he felt yeah. something for her straight away, especially yeah. when he saw her at the school. Yeah. Couldn't speak to her son. Son mm-hmm. takes off in a private car. Yeah. And she just looks broken. So you can see he has that connection instantly. Like, yeah. I feel sorry for this woman. Mm. And then, because yeah. she's connected to a monster. Yeah. So. And then what happens mm-hmm. is essentially Kenneth Branagh goes inverts. He kind of goes backwards in time. And then yeah. the protagonist. Um, Robert Pattinson kind of follows them through and essentially what they're doing is they're walking back in time yeah. like back past what we just watched in the movie yeah. so that's our first real big inversion scene is that mm-hmm. hi- is that highway chase correct and then yeah so Elizabeth Debicki's been taken and like again the choreography of this of oh like, my god! someone is supposed to be acting backwards in time and someone mm-hmm. else is still supposed to be travelling forwards in time mm. And like so, the very first fight scene actually mm. um, between the airport, um, yeah, between the protagonist and um, the <laughs> suited mili- military person or yeah. special agent, yeah, where one of them is acting backwards and one of them is acting forwards, like yeah, yeah. so good, yeah. so well done, oh. so so like and completely believable and just yeah. how do- oh. and you're like, okay, how cool. would they have choreographed that? Really? Oh, I don't want to like, think about it. <laughs> I would say that there'd be certain scenes. And they would have had to do this throughout the entire movie. Mm. There'd be certain scenes they'd where film. they'd film it running forwards and the people who are running backwards have to basically act like they're moving backwards. Mm. And then there's, there'd be other scenes where they'd be filming it uh, intentionally in reverse and the people who are supposed to be moving forwards Forward. are acting Definitely. like that. So, yeah. And you can tell... But this is the other thing. Like, So the very, I looked out for this. The first scene where John David Washington is moving in a completely inverted world 
Mm. And so they're filming it and there's birds flying backwards and mm. all that kind of stuff. You watch his movement and I was like, I know that this has to have been filmed and then reversed later. Yeah. And so I'm watching him and you can there you can kind of tell a couple of things like he moves a little bit odd, but not not super odd. No. And he's like, it's just like, wow, they would have had to like practice this so much. Mm. And it's just and there's a couple of scenes, like for example, I noticed in the final scenes where there's like like an army of people. Mm. If you look at the ones that are moving backwards, they're mm. very just like gingerly just kind yeah. of jogging backwards as a yeah. giant group together. Yeah. And you're like, oh yes, that's a bit of, but they're kind of like background scene. That's just, yeah, and, they're just extras. They're yeah. just extras to show that some people are moving one way and some of the other. Mm. But, but the, the real intense scenes where people mm. are moving backwards and forwards, oh, yeah. so well done. Phenomenally well done. So essentially we move forward to the middle of the movie and then yep. the other half, the second half of the movie is moving back to the start. Yeah. Because we're inverted. We're moving, going to the past. And yeah. that was just literally when all of, everyone figured it out. So there was probably five of us because my good friend Gavin came along as well. <laughs> um, good friend. My good friend Gavin and my younger brother. Um, all, as soon as it clicked, all I, all of you guys just went, oh my God. Yeah. All sat forward. All yeah. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you'd need to find one a week ago. Oh, there's one in Oslo. And yeah. he's suddenly just like, oh, wait, wait, wait hang on. That means, oh my goodness. I knew it all along. And so this black, this, um, at the start of the movie, when they're at the airport, the the kind of militarized, black-suited man that the protagonist is fighting is the protagonist. He's fighting yeah. himself because oh. you can he had to you can exist at the same point in time because yeah. one's moving forwards, one's moving You just can't yeah. see. Yeah. Or no, you can't interact with them. Yeah. Or you or like yeah, you, you can't interact with yourself. Yeah, because annihilation would occur. Which again, actual physical concept. Yeah. When a particle and an antiparticle come in contact with each other, they annihilate each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, oh, oh, so John, so well done. So the protagonist and the protagonist never come in actually physical contact, like yeah. hands touch hands, like with each other. Yeah. yeah. There's always a barrier, whether that's a suit or something like that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then the last, oh man, I'm just thinking about that fight scene now. It's like, so when he was in the suit, that mm. was happening yeah. there and then. Yeah. But then when he was in like the, like SWAT suit, Mm. That was happening for him as soon as he came through that door backwards. Yes, that's yes. when his fight started. Yes. Oh man, that's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then essentially, what we work towards at the very end is this huge kind of. There's two teams. It's huge a military operation. Huge military huge. operation. I was frothing. What, I was like, they, like, my goodness. This dust idea of, the, of dustiness. Yeah. And the, the idea of a temporal pincer oh, of like yeah. some people. So you're moving towards the same period in time. But some people are moving forwards in time and some are moving backwards oh in time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it just is just the sight to behold. So well done. And just look great, mm. great scenes of, and again, I don't even know how they would have done this, of like some explosions happening, like like the smoke is cu- being basically sucked back into the ground yeah. and just like, whoosh, and then just immediately next to it is just like a bang, like one traveling forwards in time. Oh, there's a shot. So there's a shot where the bottom of the building, is yeah, that building re- thing, like, that re- oh my goodness, with the my, oh my goodness, the, <laughs> the bottom of this building essentially gets reconstructed, and then the top of it instantly blows up because yeah. you've got the inverted, like yeah. the inverted. You guys still people. can't work that out in like how that would occur in <laughs> actuality. You had the was, people in reverse blowing the bottom of yeah. the building, and then the people in the forward thing blowing the top of the building so as the building falls and then gets rebuilt it explodes in opposite it, it's so messed yeah, up yeah and so it's I'm crazy. trying to I'm like so is the building ever standing and like mm. yeah. oh it's just 
Incredible. Which, by the way, this is the kind of stuff that I have to deal with in my physics class <laughs> in year 12. Like, we're currently talking about special relativity. Yeah. And we're talking about how, like, different people experience time differently, but they're both correct, even though it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, my god. That's goodness. awesome. No, but... um, Incredible. Essentially, towards the end of the movie, I just kind of begin to explain just the so, how, how it all ends so and stuff so the, like that. So, what you're all leading to in this film is these nine pieces of this thing from the future connect together to make a bomb yeah essentially like I d- a i don't really know yeah <laughs> that that was the gist i got there's, yeah there's nine pieces and they need yeah. them all to be together yeah mm-hmm. and then that's what something. can destroy the yeah world yeah it's actually but what essentially happens in the end is elizabeth Debicki's character kenneth Branagh gets killed um, Elizabeth Debicki from the very start of the film also she gets injured she gets an inverse bullet to her um, abdomen which if you can imagine is a bullet travelling backwards In through time. you yep yep exactly. which, and the idea is, again uh, yeah so the idea is that because an inverted bullet came through her mm. she has this inversion radiation that mm. kind of like is then poisoning her as well. Mm. And the only way to kind of undo that is to is to invert her mm-hmm. to basically undo that. Correct. Re- it's, oh. Which is fantastic. Crazy. So she jumps, she joins Robert Pattinson, mm. um, John David Washington into like becoming inverted as well. Um, but essentially what I kind of link back to with a very final shot in the movie, um, once everything is kind of said and done, and this is also revealed that the entire movie, when the protagonist is asking questions to Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson's always like, it's okay, don't question it, just trust me. Yeah, he's just a bit cagey. He's yeah. cagey. He's like, well, at first, it starts off with, you feel like Mr. Washington is telling Pattinson mm-hmm. about this whole tenant inversion yeah. thing, and he's like, oh, yeah, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, let me come with you on this journey, and then you find out very close to the end that he's been a part of it this whole time. He knew what was going on. Yeah. And... Because it's revealed that he actually dies at the end of the movie. Yeah. He essentially takes a bullet for him. Yeah. Um, but we kind of see this inverted. So he takes the bullet, but then he comes back up. Um, mm. And it's revealed once he's flying away um, that they have actually been friends for like the past years. Yeah. And it had a very Doctor Who River Song yes. vibe where like one of them meets the other. Mm hmm at the end of their relationship. So basically one of them has been meeting them all through time mm-hmm. and has known them like through and through and the other person has just met them. Yep. And so then the further that... So John David meets Robert Patterson when Robert Patterson has known John David for... Uh, sorry, yeah. known the protagonist for so long. Mm-hmm. And then the further they go through, um, Robert Patterson's character, Neil, mm-hmm. um has met the protagonist less and less and mm-hmm. the protagonist has met him more and more. Yeah. So as one of them has known them for ages, the other's just met and then the vice mm-hmm. versa happens. Yeah, because yeah. it's revealed that the protagonist is the one who recruited Neil yeah. as well at the very he, start he of men- this. He mentions it saying like, I'll let you know who recruited me and everything later. When, when this is all over. Yeah, when this is all over. Which also over. implies that John David Washington, the protagonist, is going to spend a huge number of years inverted. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is... Which means that he's also just around, mm. yeah. During all this time, somewhere, just, yeah. Oh. And the final shot of the movie is um, a character who's peppered around is trying to kill Elizabeth Debicki's character. Yeah. John David essentially takes care of this character, mm. but the final shot is John David looking onto Elizabeth Debicki, picking up her son from school, but this time holding his hand and being able to walk him home. Mm. Yeah. Not having you know the child escorted off in a Range Rover off yeah. somewhere. 
And I think that's the final shot where we click and we're like, okay, so the reason he's doing this is because like her, she is, you know, the protagonist baggage. Mm. She's the person that he cares about the most. Yeah. Yeah. And in an inverted sense, that's why he Mm. does what he does. Yeah. And that's why like, that's his, mm. at the end of the day, he is like another Nolan protagonist where yeah, he has yeah. this kind of trauma or this I did baggage like, and this kind of, yeah. I did like what he said to that character in the car saying, you know and I know, we're just working for me. Because <laughs> I'm in charge of all of this. Mm. Which is kind of like what Robert Patterson was saying, was like, you are the man for all of this inverted mm. stuff. Yeah. Because you put the team together, you put the plan together. This yeah. is your plan that we're executing. Yeah. So then when he takes out this other lady. Yeah. It's like, you're working for me the whole time. I've only just realized that now. So <gasps> I'm taking out the loose ends. Fantastic. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. Because then it's also revealed that the entire thing is a giant temporal pin- pincer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so his, like John David Washington's recruitment is the one side of it. And then John David Washington moving backwards is the, like for so many years to then recruit Robert Patterson eventually, I assume, yeah. is the other side of it. It's just... Mm-hmm. It's oh, it's crazy. Fan and look, as soon as the movie finished, it's just another moment where I just let out like just a huge sigh, and I was like, my goodness, like the the structure and how again I kept on going on about this, but how he's essentially just flipped his formula on its head. Yeah, it's still the same formula, and it works for perfection. He explores the themes like none other before as well, but he's just it's instead just of doing it at the start, he's it's backwards, which yeah. is just the perfect way. For this movie to explore it, like it, are uh, fantastic, crafty. Like level. I just don't know. I've experienced a story told in this way, kind of probably ever. Crafty, crafty, yeah. Level. Crafty. Any final thoughts? Sorry, Tyson. Is that what you were no, saying? No, no, no. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm in awe of it. As I said, no, I'm, I'm I was really kind off. of like, you get to the middle, I'm just like, oh my goodness, yeah. and then you get to the end, and you're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> and then, or even more of it's kind of clicks to you. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just I am extremely so happy I got to see this on a huge screen in the cinema. Yeah. yeah. It was TV wouldn't again no well again the whole movie shot on IMAX just looked amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm thoroughly looking forward to the day this goes digital so I can buy it in four K HDR and watch yeah, it. I'll watch it again and again and again. And my uh, my little brother who came with me to watch it, he's um he's in high school right now. Um over this COVID period. I was introducing him to Christopher Nolan. Mm. So Ooh, good. Good, um, good film education. Me, no, I can't wait. Um, so we watched the Dark Knight trilogy. We watched Inception, Interstellar. And walking out, he goes, he goes, Zach, my top five movies of all time are all Christopher Nolan movies. I'm like, <laughs> good man. I'm like, for your age, this is very good. Good. Like, this is good. <laughs> good man. No. And he was just exhausted. We went home. He was just like mentally exhausted. Oh, <laughs> exhausted. I, I was like, yeah. I was struggling. <laughs> yeah, he was just exhausted. But um, oh man, look, look. If you've stuck with us this far, you've a seen the movie or you want. B, you just want to know. You just want to know way. everything. Yeah. Um, but I implore, go see it again. Go, especially yeah, now. I feel like, like we didn't do it justice. No, if you. Particularly, just support the movie if it's safe as well for wherever you are in the world. Yeah. I would implore you to go to a cinema and just to mm. see this in all of its glory and how it's yeah. intended to be. Obviously, if it's safe. Yeah. Depending Ma- on where yeah. you are. Mask up. Just be safe. Mm. Yeah. All right. Shall we now move on to our DC fandom? Yeah, I think we should do that. Yeah. All right. Go on. All right. We've talked about Tenet. Now it's time for DC fandom. All right. So if you, if no one was aware, 
um, overnight, DC had essentially their Comic-Con. Yeah. Because um, obviously, if everyone doesn't know, there is no Comic-Con this year. That's right. Yes. Um, but it was a bunch of games, movies, comics, TV shows, all, all of it. Um, but we're just going to touch on some of the major movie news. Mo- yeah, no, no TV news, just movie news. Movie news. That's right. No news. games, no TV, no. just movies. <laughs> yes. Um, but What's movies. Up? We'll start up with Wonder Woman. Oh, Wonder Woman. So a new trailer got released. Yes. Um, not Wonder much has changed. No. In said trailer. No, it hasn't. Not a whole still, lot has changed. Still don't know what the heck is going on. <laughs> but Although we did get a sweet reveal. We did get a sweet reveal, mm, yep. but what I kind of took away from the trailer was whoever Mandalorian man is. Uh, Max Lord. Maxwell Lord. Isn't his name Pedro Pascal? Oh no, no, but that's the character. Oh, plays. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? This man. Um, I think what he's doing is he's he's offering something to the world that if you wish for it, mm. you get it. So well, I think that's why Steve Trevor's back. Yeah, well, I think in the comics, Maxwell Lord is this kind of. Oh, I didn't think of that. That's, yeah. a, that's excellent. Yeah. Um, Maxwell Lord is this kind of massive entrepreneur mm. and this kind of very. Isn't he the president as well? Isn't he in a White I House think, press briefing at some point? I think so. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I think there's a scene in the White House, but no, it yeah. would make sense that he's this kind of larger than life yeah. figure. Um, obviously, it's still directed by Patty Jenkins and written by Patty Jenkins. Oh. Gal Gadot's here. Um, Christian Weir, we've got to reveal that she's Cheetah. She, well, she was always going to be Cheetah, but now we've seen her has yeah. said Cheetah. seen her as Yeah, Cheetah. sorry, that's yeah. what I meant to say. That, that was the big reveal t- in this um, trailer especially. And look, I'm just pumped to see another Wonder Woman movie. The first mm. Wonder Woman movie was fantastic. Patty Jenkins back just means... Oh, apparently the rumor is she's going to do one more mm. and then she wants to do three. That's in her head. That's her story arc for yeah, Wonder Woman. Yeah, nice. And then she's tapping out. Yeah, yeah, nice. So I, can, I can get behind that. But again, that would have been out by now, oh. obviously, but I think October here at least in Australia. Oh, I really hope so. Out. Yeah, but it looks awesome. Mm. It looks great. Yeah. Chris Pine just looks like an like an old man, which mm. he honestly is because he was. Yeah, he's got a very like Captain America first coming to the two thousand. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the vibe I get from him. He's just like, yeah, I'd love to see how he comes back. I really want to hash that out and find out what's going on with he's that. Actually, Martian man, that would be awesome <laughs> if he was. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else you guys want to say about Wonder Woman or Wonder Woman lassoing between lightning, lightning bolts? bolts. <laughs> so so flipping cool. <laughs> I want to know when she's going to start flying because doesn't she fly? Yeah, she does. No, no, you're completely correct. The invisible jet. No, like she flies. Like if you watch all the animated movies, she flies. Yeah, she, she's a flyer. She is. Yeah, no, she does fly. Um. So hopefully they tap into that. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe she builds up her anger enough, and she's like. <laughs> I'm gonna fight now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, on of Suicide Squad, what I loved about Suicide Squad, we got do you get a trailer? We got yeah, a s- no trailer. Essentially, more of like a sizzle reel. Yeah, and kind of. I'm annou- assuming it's still in post. I think so. Yeah. Um, it's more like announcing all the characters, and yeah. this movie has a there's a lot of characters in Suicide Squad, but I think a too stacked, many. <laughs> yeah. Stacked cast, not even just a stacked cast, but just like there's a huge list of villains instead of just like. We've got four people and we've made it. It's like, no, this is like a yeah. full on. We've even got event. King Shark, man. <laughs> King Shark. It's awesome. Rest in peace. What was the guy from Killer Croc? Killer right, Croc, yeah. yeah. See you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like this route, James Gunn has taken all these like D list villains. Like D list. Like D, D list. Like, like Polka Dot D man. list. <laughs> Polka Dot Man. Um, Which DC certainly has a lot of. Yes. Oh, yeah. 
um, Sean Gunn, who played Rocket, who was the motion capture for Rocket. He's playing Weasel. Yeah. And he's literally just a human-sized a weasel. weasel. Yeah. But I think James Gunn is definitely the perfect dude to take these D-list oh, characters because he took a D-list comic, Guardians mm. of the Galaxy, yeah. and turned it into what it is now. It is, yeah, no, 100%. So hopefully he has that little sprinkling of his That's magic over this. That's right. But look like um, Joel Kinnaman's back as Rick Flag. Nice. Um, Harley Quinn is obviously back, so Margot Robbie. Robbie's back. Mr. Old uh, Joe Courtney, Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang over oh, there. Yeah, there, right on you, mate. Yeah. yeah. He's on bloody eighth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's like Peter Capaldi's in this movie as like the thinker. Adris Elba is Bloodsport so or whatever I his name away is. Peter's um, Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Um, Nathan Fillion is in this movie. John Cena is like this weird kind of like D-list Captain America American type dude with like a really D-list comic accurate yeah. suit as well I liked it there's Pol- Polka Dot Man as well yeah. and he, yeah. he's quite a well known cat he's in a few Marvel movies he was in Marvel what are you talking about he's, the, he's the Russian dude in the little team oh the actor yeah, yeah that's right Yeah, and he's also in oh, The Dark Knight yeah he was yeah the crazed man that had Rachel's name tag yeah. anyway we're oh. getting off track but yeah. yeah like very very random interesting yeah. people and this very, it's good because they've kind of grounded the Suicide Squad. They're not kind of, it doesn't seem like they're fighting this uh, larger than life entity. It's like they're on a, they're on a war mission. Which they're, they should never be yeah, doing. I was going to say, they're Task Force so X. Like they're, that's, that's a job for the Justice League. That's right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> they're Task Force X. They're going there to do this, you know, blacklist, undercover mission. Yeah. No one needs to know about it kind of yeah, vibe. Take these people out because they're not good for the world. Mm. But we can't send anyone else in because they'll die. Correct. Yeah. So now I'm looking forward to that. But again, not a whole bunch revealed. It was more just a panel and just discussing yeah, it. And, yeah. Which is good. Which is good. So fun. yeah, you had like your little scissor reel. Then you had like a trailer that just literally went through all the comic book characters in a comic book format. So Correct. Like they were like cartoonish yes. type characters. Yeah. Yeah, easily. Yeah. And look, all I want from this Suicide Squad movie is just to be fun and mm. just to be just a good time. I want some laughs. I yeah. want some action. Yeah. I want some moments where I'm like, oh. Because I think anything a step above <laughs> yeah. the old one is good. So they'll just start the movie with the intro and That's that'll right. be a step above. Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> um, but look, the last, not the last one, the one I want to touch on briefly is Flashpoint. Because or mm. the Flash movie had a panel. Mm. So Ezra Miller, um, Andy Muschietti, who directed the It movie, so yeah. it, chapter one and two was there. And the Flash movie is... Flashpoint. Was it literally just them too? No, there was like the writer as well, oh, okay. Christina Hudson, but the Flashpoint movie is based on the comics where Barry Allen goes back in time using the Speed Force to try and save his mother who was murdered. But obviously what's been revealed is and there was concept art released of the Flash and Michael Keaton in the 1992 Batman Returns bat Plus, suit yeah. fighting. But then yeah. also during this week, Ben Affleck's in this movie. Yeah. Like... Well, Ben Affleck is back. Yeah, he's uh, he signed on to come back, and he's actually playing an integral role I in the d- film. What? Yes. What? It is crazy what is going on at DC. I thought he was for sure done, done and dusted. Yeah, like, that's fully was... tapped out. Like someone else can take the reins, Mister Patterson. Good for you. Yeah. Turns out, if you just have a ton of money, you are <laughs> well, no, <laughs> he didn't have the money. Warner Brothers had the money, well, and yeah, they were like, it. beep, beep, just back beep. up that money truck. <laughs> Can you please come back? And he's Which like, yeah, all right. Yeah. That means we're going to have three different actors playing Batman That's within the exactly space of like what they said one the other year. Day. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Um, three cinematic Batman. Yeah. So, oh, look, again, not a whole lot was announced. They're about Flashpoint, just some concept art. And yeah. Just concept, like. And just merely just announcing that, you know, 
Batman's going to play an integral role in both Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck, and it'll be interesting to see how closely they follow the Flashpoint comic, because obviously... It'll be hard with two different types of Bruce Waynes. Yes. And if there's only one Thomas Wayne, I'll be like, well, this man was busy. So it's just... Definitely time travel is a huge part of the movie. Yes. is Michael Keaton definitely coming back as Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne Batman? Okay. Because, again, we've said this, one of the big key differences in Flashpoint for Batman is that it's his his parent, Bruce's parents don't die, Bruce dies, and his dad becomes... Um, Thomas Wayne becomes Batman, and his mum, racked with like guilt and um, mourning, turns into the psychotic Joker. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I like, I like, <laughs> I like your input. I do agree with you. Yes, yes. <laughs> My son has strong opinions on Batman already. <laughs> good job. Good Fantastic. job. But yeah, so Michael Keaton coming back as Bruce Wayne, and then we're still, oh, are we still going to have a Thomas Wayne Batman as well? Who well, knows? There was rumours that... Uh, what's Jeffrey it? Dean Morgan? Yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was in talks, but I, uh, that's kind of fallen by the wayside that has. So. I think so, yeah. Yeah. But just more interesting and just kind of, you know, 2022 is when that movie's coming out mm. and just essentially saying, yep, this is happening, this is the basic storyline, this is time travel, here's some cool concept art to uh, keep you mulled over. And, yeah. Sorry, did you yeah. say 2022? Yep. Yeah. So that's post-Snyder Cut, isn't it? 2022. Yes. yes. Mm, interesting. Yep. Interesting. But no, now the second last thing before we get into the real heavy stuff, Justice League, mm. Snyder Cut. Mm. Trailer was released. Mm. Snyder also revealed that on HBO Max, he's releasing it in two forms. He's releasing four one-hour episodes yeah, and one big four-hour cut. One four-hour cut. Fantastic. Yeah. So you can either watch it with, you know, episodes at a time. I think that's that's probably what they'll do first. I think so. Then and I then think once, they'll compile everything they'll together. Everything yeah. Together, yeah. That's a, that's a big sit, bro. It's a huge sit. Four hours. But my wife's going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but what was interesting... That's longer than the extended... Lord of the Rings, any singular movie. Wow. Yeah. Well, at least this one's worth it, though. So. What's crazy is that um, Snyder revealed that he'll be the Justice League will be battling Dark Seed in this as well. Dark Seed. It's, it's not side, man. Seed side. Side. Sorry. Side. Every time um, you say seed, I'm like, what? <laughs> dark side. <laughs> He's um, spreading his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not just Stephen Wolf. It's also yeah. Dark Side. So Dark Side is. Definitely, obviously, the main antagonist. And he was obviously teased. In yeah, the, in Stephen the Wolf is like his henchman, right, yeah, like henchman, right-hand, right-hand man. man. Yeah, go sort this out for me. If not, I'm gonna have to come and do it, and that's not good yeah. for you. But again, just cr- I just cannot get my head around that there was literally a four-hour movie. There's a whole movie we haven't seen that Joss Whedon just completely threw to the wayside yeah. and just that completely threw to the wayside, and then. Rewrote one and a half hour, like yeah, just under two hours. Just, just why weird. not just say we yeah. just did a whole new movie? It basically he, that's he didn't what he take did. over anything. It's just I just I just can't get that out of my yeah. mind. That oh, like a whole two, yeah. And it's incredible how many scenes in the trailer are there that we saw in the first trailer mm-hmm. or just didn't see at all. Yeah. So we've just got basically like a whole new movie. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. The whole trailer's in a 4 by 3 aspect ratio as well, yeah. which is very... <laughs> which I have strong feelings of. I do not like that at all. <laughs> Look, I don't mind it. I just... I was like, why is Zack Snyder directing like a superhero lighthouse? Like the superhero, like the light... Because obviously the lighthouse is in 4 by 3 or close to it. Because I also thought it was weird that the original Justice League was in 16 by 9 because mm. movies are not done in that. No. They're done in 2.35 to 1. Yes. Yeah. But no, it looks fantastic. 
I'm just so keen to see this other four-hour movie. Yeah, man. That is lying that's, there. That's a chunk, man. Mm. That's a yeah. That, that's a chunk. Mm. Hey, I'll actually be in my house then, so we can sit in the theater oh, and we watch can. the theater. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. I'll be looking oh, forward to that. Wait, so where are they going? Because obviously we don't have HBO Max. Mm. So where are we going to watch it? I believe, because Foxtel, know that binge? Yeah, I've got binge. I believe it'll be on there. Uh, that's not binge confirmed. Me. But HBO, Foxtel have signed... Rights with HBO, like they signed yeah. like another yeah. six so years. I think or that's why we're not getting HBO Max. Yeah. So yeah, if it's on binge, then I've got binge, bro. So sick. Binge me up. Yeah. Um, the last huge announcement I want to talk about. So the Batman, Matt Reeves' Batman, he dropped by and dropped a two and a half minute teaser. He dropped a damn trailer. Man. Oh my oh goodness! My he, goodness. On, <laughs> he dropped a trailer on my soul. Yeah. <laughs> Literally everything I really want in this Batman movie and just more. Yeah. Um, and what's crazy <laughs> is that they've only filmed 25% of the movie. Yeah. 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 They've gone back to production now. Yeah. Because at the end of the trailer, it says only in production. Mm. So this is just a snapshot from the first 25% of the movie. Um, what is it? So we have a brief outline of the story. Essentially, it seems like the Riddler or someone is committing all of these murders. Like heinous crimes. Like, he- like duct taping people's faces shut. Yeah. yeah. And like writing on the duct tape on their faces yeah. like no more lies. Yeah. Very long Halloween-esque. Very sinister. Yeah. Oh. Um, and essentially Batman is solving this mystery. Well, he's getting the riddles. He is getting the riddles. And I think what Matt Reeves said in the panel is he really wanted to write and explore the deep history of corruption that Gotham City has. Yeah. A big part while John Turturro is Carmen Falcone mm. in this movie, so yeah. I expect we're going to be brought on to like a very yeah. political... Yeah, Mr. Cobblepot as well, yep. with all of his connections. Yep. And uh, obviously Catwoman's in it, so there's got to be higher people getting robbed, yep. higher standards and stuff like that. So, mm. And then you throw Bruce Wayne into the middle of it all. And yeah. And just Pattinson looks amazing as Bruce. Wow. I just, oh, he looks like I take back everything I said <laughs> like a year ago. And yep. I was like, are you joking? Why would we have this guy? Yes. Uh, especially after seeing him in Tenant last night. Yeah. Seeing him in suits and the, 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 just the, charis- the presence. Yeah, the, the presence that he brings. Yeah, is yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. And then seeing him in this, like, I know he, there's a few shots where he looks a little bit emo in this. Yeah. But I can take it because he is a broken man. Yes. You know, and he, he looks very brooding. Yeah. That shot like of he him. has one goal and yeah. that is to bring vengeance to this place. Yeah. You know? And Matt Reeves said it's obviously this is year two of Batman. Year two. Well, that's probably why the cops are like, so this is for you. And he's yeah. there like in the crime scene walking around with him and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, I really actually get huge... David Fincher seven vibes mm. from the trailer. Yeah, so do I. Um, it's very. It has that kind of not muted color tone, but it's very that kind of eerie oh, noir so mystery. Dark. It looks like just really like honestly, it looks like the Long Halloween. Yeah, like I don't think you could take your children to see this. No, one, this man. will be a hard M rating here in yeah. Australia, I suppose. Oh man, and then that that scene of him just absolute this one well, we. Touching to this one scene, wait, do you, do you notice that one in like, it looks like a ball pit with the cage and everything and like yes. all the cops are stood around Batman Yeah, and then all of a sudden he starts pushing everyone out the yeah, way. Yeah, he does. It's just like, oh man, what's yeah. going on here? Because suppo- Matt Reeves even explained like the cops don't trust him. Mm. They don't like him. Yeah, that's well, fair enough. They're living with him, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, also, Jeffrey Wright as Chris, uh, sorry, not Chris, as James Gordon with the, with the Tash. Yeah. Oh, oh, looked amazing. Oh, he looks perfect. Like um, I, I know he's of a different color yes but 
he's perfect. Oh, I he, think he's the most perfect person for that role. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's good. Now, anyway, going to I was gonna say the big the big moment the of the trailer is when there's a bunch of goons around and they ask, "Oh, who are you?" One goon goes up to Batman and it's just un. There's no cuts. This wide shot of Batman just absolutely. Anning his butt to him. Yeah, like just annihilating him. To he, the point where he knocks him to the ground and then still doesn't stop. After he's broken his arm yeah. and just and they they're like, Who are you? And there's one line where he just goes, I'm vengeance. I'm vengeance. Oh like he doesn't scream it, he doesn't yell it. You can see he's out of breath, but he's like, I'm vengeance. Oh. Oh. He also doesn't do the like brooding Batman voice as well though, which oh. I found which it was a bit of a it's Gear definitely for me. Well, obviously, we haven't heard him as Bruce Wayne yet, yeah. but it is a deeper voice. Yeah. So, well, I think as well, it's year as Matt Reeves was explaining, it's year two of Batman. So mm. I have a feeling like he's still he's he's just raw emotion. Right? Yeah. You see a lot of scenes, especially with him going to Wayne Manor, pulling his bike up, or when he's ta- especially at the last scene taking his cowl off, and he's slowly building his Batcave. You know, like there's computers here, there's computers there. Yeah. There's like huge equipment to build things. Mm. It just looks awesome. Yeah. Can, can you hear the final words at the end of that trailer? I struggled to hear him. Your it well no, it's um I believe it's the Riddler. I reckon it's Paul Dano doing the voiceover, not confirmed, but yeah. um cuz and he says something like you're connected to this somehow and Bruce Wayne is like how am I connected? Then the Riddler says you'll see. I yeah. something along those lines. Yeah, gotcha. Um but I think in the trailer at the very start we see this masked man with these kind of goggles on taping up the head. Yeah. I think that's the Riddler. And I think it's got to be the Riddler. Having Paul Dano, who's known for playing these very gentle, like these just psycho like psycho characters who are very gentle and just psychopathic, I think leans into like the Riddler just being this grotesque serial killer. Yeah. Just looks insane. It just looks amazing. Yeah. Like just the dark noir mystery driven movie that I want. So we've got the Riddler mm-hmm. and we've got Penguin. Penguin. Yep. And we've got... Who's Cap- unrecognisable, by the way. Yeah. Unrecognisable. Colin Farrell yep. does not look like Mr. Sir Colin Farrell. No, he does not. He is absolutely... Like, you, I would literally have to pause the video and say, that's Colin Farrell to yes, you. Yes, you know, 100%. Yeah. It's yep. amazing. And then you got uh, Catwoman. Uh, yeah. What's Lenny Kravitz's daughter? What's her name? Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz. Yeah. Um, playing Catwoman. Uh, Selena Kyle. Then is there any other villains? No. Oh, no. Uh, Falcone. Falcone, yeah. He's played by... But I'm not even sure Catwoman will be a villain. I get the sense that she's actually not even... I get the feeling she's Selena Kyle because you mm. see her in the trailer. Mm. She just has like a balaclava on as her yeah. mask and she has like this kind of wide kind of gap where her eyes are. Like yeah. she's a cat burglar. Yeah. That's what she looks like. Yeah. I feel like... If anything, she's going to be in the way. Mm. You know, like, Batman's going to be there doing what he needs to do, and then he sees this happening. Yes. Yeah. And then somehow she does get caught up in it. Or she could be working for the Riddler. Yeah, and I just love the just the, the production design of this house where this murder takes place, where it's very clearly this high... Yeah, like a manor. Like, it's a manor. It's the yeah. one percenters, right? It's this lots of lush wood and leather, and, like, that's the Gotham I imagine. And yeah. Him, Matt Reeves kind of contrasting that Gotham with the scene where Batman's bidding up these goons who just look like this absolute, um, just despicable human being. Yeah. And Gotham looks dirty, looks sick. That it looks Gotham. like Seven. Yeah. It looks, it just looks Perfect. like, oh, which I'm just so here for. And Matt Reeves did say he wants Batman to get into his proper detective yes. zone. Yeah. So I think it'll be, it'll be, it's going to be, it'll be challenging for us to, well, I don't know, we, we'll probably keep up, but yeah. it'd be good to, 
to kind of not know what's going on for a little bit. That'd, no. be, that'd be nice. Yeah, and just explore that psyche <laughs> of yeah. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> but look, that's all the in- the big major announcements from yeah. the DC Fan Dome. Yeah. Look, there was game trailers and stuff as well, but we, mm. we just we don't discuss that on here. No. But they were good. Go give them a watch. They were fantastic. Oh, they Gotham Knights was amazing. Fantastic. Um, look, I think that's all. Just to recap, we um, since Tyson is taking care of his young child, I'll, yeah. I will do the, uh, the the outro. Do do, do the uh, outro there, Zach. Yeah. Find <laughs> us off. Yeah. Um, we talked about Tenant. Um, which is fantastic. Go see that movie if you oh. can, where it's safe. Go support it. Just the cinema's opening in is fantastic. If oh. it's if where you are is all safe and clean. Mm. Then we then recapped the DC Fandome, which included Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, um, or what else was there? Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Justice League Snyder Cut Justice and League Snyder Cut The Fan. Batman The, the Batman um, but Go follow us on um, Twitter at SRTW um, Podcast mm-hmm. Is that right Tyson? Yep, yep. Awesome <laughs> um, Now we have a little bit of fun on there from time to time Yeah. Um, but anyway we'll see you guys uh, next time whether that's a, another present movie if it's a Netflix show or yeah. who knows um, Yeah that's all I hope you've enjoyed listening yep. um, Tyson was here speaking Yeah. And I'm Andrew. And I'm Zach. (laughs) Uh, Goodbye. See ya.